to Hans Foxford. This is episode 44. we got a special guest today. Before I intro him, I would like to tell you what we're talking about. We're talking about the latest Star Wars news, which we do every single week, the latest and greatest. And also the main topic today is what if Disney did not buy Star Wars? We're going to talk all about that. we got quotes from George Lucas himself, from Bob Iger, who was the head of Disney. And we're just going to kind of talk about everything in between. So, with me today, for the first time, on Han Talks First, is a very special guest. Uh, He is a podcast host himself, and we met through a podcasting community, and it was funny because we were actually both listening to each other's shows, and then I forgot who hit up who first, and then became friends. I went on his show. Now he's on this one, after much long overdue time. But I'm proud to introduce Lando. Lando's not a system. He's a person. And he's right here. Lando, introduce yourself. Tell everyone who you are, what you love about Star Wars, and how you doing. Absolutely. So if if any introduction I'm going to give myself, I'm going to do it just like I do on my uh, podcast. So I am your your co-host this week, Mike. Mike. Hello. There we go. That's how I do my introduction <laughs> every week on my podcast. So uh, if, if you want to add an echo effect, that's what I do with when I, I will. <laughs> I will. <laughs> so um, uh, first off, um, Han, uh, thank you so much for uh, inviting me on your podcast, Han Talks First. Yes, uh, we were both fans of each other's podcast. I still regularly listen to your podcast, and it's actually one of my favorite star wars podcast to still listen to so so there's that um okay so a little bit about uh lando over here i am an og old school uh star wars uh guy star wars fan i am an original i was born in 1977 so i am your original trilogy fan and yes my group of fans right are the fans that shit all over the prequels, that shit all over this, that shit all over that, um, because it's not as good as the originals. Well, Haunt Talk first, uh, listeners out there, I am not that fan. Um, I am a Star Wars fan that loves everything about Star Wars. I love the prequels, I love the original trilogy, and I absolutely love the sequel trilogy. Now, don't get me wrong, I have... Lots of problems <laughs> with, with with stuff in Star Wars. And for anybody that listens to Sip Talkers, everybody knows that my biggest problem is with Luke Skywalker and the sequel trilogy. So uh so so there, I'll actually stem it off that. So what what um 
you know, because I know Han, you like to hear, you know, people's Star Wars story. So Lando's uh, Star Wars story, obviously, like I said, I was born in 77 and I was introduced to Star Wars through a little own little device called a Betamax player. So I don't know if all the Han Talks first listeners out there know what a Betamax (laughs) is. It's actually before VHS. Uh, so this is yes, how it's introduced. Everybody. Okay. <laughs> so right, there's 4K, there's Blu-ray, there's DVD, <laughs> there's VHS, and then there's Betamax before it. So that's how I got introduced to Star Wars as a as a child. Um, but I do have like this uh, first memory of Star Wars, and it's actually with my with my father, and he took me to a drive-in movie. And I don't know if it was like Harrison Ford night, because obviously this is in the 80s and they played Raiders of the Lost Ark and they played Star Wars, A New Hope, um, back to back. Right. And so don't ask me why, but I do have this memory of going to this drive in movie theater and seeing Raiders of the Lost Ark and Star Wars when I was uh, a small child and ever since just that experience um i've been hooked and my favorite star wars movie is return of the jedi so return of the jedi like so i'm an 80s child so like i must have watched return of the jedi like on betamax and warped the tape because i almost watched that movie every single day for an entire year i absolutely loved it and like i said uh enjoying star wars as a child was one thing and I just love the hero's adventure of Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker is like my favorite character through and through as a child, as an adult. Um, I just love the story of, you know, it's your typical, you know, story. The farm boy becomes the hero, uh, saves the galaxy. But yeah. um, as I got older, you know, my interest in Star Wars was actually, it goes a little bit deeper than that. If you want to get a little deeper and serious about Star Wars, um, to me, Star Wars is about family. Uh, it's about redemption. Um, yes, we get the hero's journey, but it's about relationships. And just something that hit Holmes, you know, hit Lando here to the core is a father and son relationship. I think all sons like earn, you know, want, you know, want to earn the respect of their dad. And it's something I've always strived to do. And I still strive to do is you just want the respect of your dad and, um, just having Luke Skywalker um, redeem his father, right? And at that moment, like I said, they just respect. I, I think the respect is there at the end of Return of the Jedi, and they save each other mm-hmm. um, at the at the end of Return of the Jedi. And it's such a magical moment. And like I said, you take all the sci-fi or fantasy, whatever you want to call it, out there. This is a movie about relationships, family um and and love right i just i want to put love to the forefront of star wars because you know people you know people talk about lightsaber battles and uh you know they want more wars in space right i have me too right i want to see some spaceships blow up and stuff but the core of star wars is relationships so and that's why i love the rise of skywalker i'll just get it out of the way i absolutely (laughs) love the movie so you know, so, I mean, in, in a roundabout way, you know, what, what, what does Star Wars mean to Lando? Um, you know, I was hooked when I was a child. It has stuck with me my entire life. These are the only movies I could probably watch a hundred times each, and I have watched them a hundred times each. 
or more. Um, I don't know, man. It's just, I mean, you can, you can see my room. It is mm-hmm. such a part of my life and these stories and these characters. Um, you know, it's like I said, and, and it comes down to love and relationships and family. You know, I think that really hits yeah. home with uh, Lando over here. So if you're saying our rooms are a representation of what our lives are like, I guess I'm pretty plain. (laughs) I haven't had a chance to make it fancy in the background yet, but that's quite all right. I love, I love your response about family. I haven't heard that one yet. I mean, you know, I ask everyone every week, at least anyone I have on, like what they think makes it iconic and stuff. And that's my favorite question because you always get something different, but they're all relative. And like, as far as, I don't know, some kind of importance, but yeah, so Lando here is, the one of the hosts of Sith Talkers. It's him and his brother. So after you guys are done listening to this episode, Han Talks, go check out Sith Talkers. Um, please don't leave yet. We still got plenty to talk about. But, and I um, just, hey, I just want to add in real quickly that you know, just you know, a lot of Star Wars stuff has been real negative um, uh, for a long for a long while now. And I just want to point out the fact that is, you know, me and my brother, we, our last episode was convention stories. And I just want to point out the fact that um, this is what I love about Star Wars and the Star Wars community is that you go to a convention and there's so much love and everybody has open arms and we're all there for one thing, Star Wars. And you're talking to people, you know, from across the states, from other countries it doesn't matter what your background, your nationality, your race is, uh, nothing, right? And Star Wars um, brings people together. So I just want to like promote because um, you know, I know we talk we talk about this and that, and we we complain a lot about Star Wars. But I just want to say, man, Star Wars is is a very very positive thing, and it does bring people together. And I think people need to jump on board with that, you know, instead of chugging along this fucking negativity train so sometimes it can be a giant turd but hopefully we can be the little piece of candy stuck inside it absolutely speaking of togetherness i guess we can call this han talks sip (laughs) (laughs) i like it i like it i like it okay so i guess let's just jump into the news uh i know i sent you an outline but there was something I noticed earlier this morning that I forgot to put on there. Oh. And it is actually related to um, Ahsoka Tano's casting, the Rosario Dawson thing. I absolutely love it. And I do too. Yeah. I do too. And what I saw this morning was the voice of Ahsoka actually had something to say about it. Ashley Eckstein herself. Oops. I think I lost my video. There we go. There we go. So Ashley Eckstein... Um, of course, has been like bombarded on Twitter and stuff. And she actually gave a response to her thoughts on this thing. I'll read you her quote real quick, then we can talk about it. Yeah. So she said, the truth is I'm not involved in the Mandalorian and I can't answer questions that I have not been a part of. I am an actress and I've performed in all types of mediums, live action, film, television, theater, voiceover, hosting. And it's been my dream for 14 years to continue to play Ahsoka Tano in all forms. I will continue to be grateful for the opportunities to help create stories for Ahsoka, and I am always happy to see her legacy continued. I am only one member of the tremendously talented team of people that it takes to bring Ahsoka to life. The final decisions for Ahsoka are not mine to make, and I cannot comment on something that I truly know nothing about. 
I thought it was well said. I can yeah. definitely see that she's maybe a little sad. It sounds like she wasn't even considered from that quote, really. <sighs> she said she's not involved at all. Very, very professionally said, right? Um, yeah. For me, um, sorry, uh, Hon Talk first listeners. Um, I am a New England Patriots fan. <laughs> so I am originally born and raised in Massachusetts. I do live in Indiana now. So it's fun being a football fan where I live, uh, especially being a Patriot fan. But I can compare this to a Tom Brady, Bill Belichick press conference. Uh, not even a good, a goodbye to Tom Brady. He's off to Tampa. But but I've watched many, 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 many press conferences with, with these gentlemen. And they always say the right thing, professional thing, just enough. And they really don't. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and this is what the statement is. She's saying, hey, guys, I, I, really no comment. But she says yeah. it in a really, really polite way, um, right? And she's actually being pretty honest and open, saying, hey, no one's reached out to me. Um, yeah, I would still love to do this. Um, I actually yeah. – I listened to another Star Wars podcast, and I actually heard uh, – I've actually heard this response with her talking. So, oh, okay. And I've actually heard this more in depth. Like there's actually a huge interview with her on another Star Wars podcast. It's like an hour long with her on it. Oh, um, I, if you want me to say it, I can. Yeah. yeah um, so can. Rebel Force Radio. So they interviewed Ashley Eckstein, and she is being interviewed. I guess I think I think she's being interviewed for about an hour. I listened to it over the weekend, and she talks about all of it, and wow, she's real open. She's real honest, um, and she says she yeah. If they approach her and ask her to be the voice or to be the actress she, right she would cross that bridge and yeah. she would absolutely love to do it but she wow. has no ill feelings no ill will nothing like like she said in the statement like she you know it's not her decision if they pick someone else she's just glad that people get to see ahsoka um you know in live action i think she fully believes that too you know I mean, did you ever, when, even before there was, like, rumor that Ahsoka would be live action, uh, first of all, are you are you a big fan of the character? Uh, it's funny you say that. She is my favorite animated Star Wars character. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, so. If, what was your, like, I guess, what was your dream cast? Or did you think Ashley was, like, going to be the <laughs> It's It's funny you say that, man, because... Um, if I'm being completely honest, you Rosario, Rosario Dawson is perfect. <laughs> she is. No, no. I mean, if if I were to try to think of any other actress, I really can't, like, just, it's just stupid to say, but bone structure, the way she looks, yep. right, her build, uh, the, the age appropriateness for the mm-hmm. character, especially for the Mandalorian timeline, it's 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 right on in my opinion now i love oh, yeah. i love ashley uh she does a phenomenal job you know voicing if they want to use her voice th- that's fine but i think for this platform i think rosario dawson is absolutely the best choice and that's coming from a star wars fan so and like i said i, I don't want to shit on the clone wars parade because that's i guess that's, i bring this back to the negativity right because that's all it is now is everybody's shitting on Ahsoka, Rosario Dawson, because it's not the voice actor. Well, uh, that's not what usually happens <laughs> anyways, you know? Right. No, I, I didn't so, even consider her at uh, at first. I really didn't know much of her. I've seen her in movies, but 
But once it was announced, it was kind of like, huh, why didn't I think of that before? Because you're right. It works fine. And Favreau, he, he just knows what the hell he's doing. So we got Can this guy Favreau. direct a Star Wars movie? Please. So everyone's talking about these new revelations in the Rise of Skywalker novelization. I mm. don't have it. I haven't read anything. So my what I'm saying here isn't 100%. Uh, first-hand knowledge, but there and I know some... them all. So, by you the way, yes, you read them. I have watched all the videos. Oh, <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> I've, I've, because I really like. I, I'm really super. Like I said, in my podcast, we talk about the difference in the novelization too, because the novelization, uh, like I said, I won't go over any of them on your podcast, but like it just gives you more information. And it gives you a better sense now when you're watching The Rise of Skywalker because now you actually have more story when you're watching the movie, which then it makes it make more sense. Yeah, I did a podcast a couple weeks ago where I was actually really angry because basically Star Wars is telling us I have to buy DLC like a video game. Like I have to buy the DLC to understand the movie that I spent my hard-earned money on. Right? I went. You saw it three or four times. I saw it three times, three or four times in the theater. But then I had to buy a book to <laughs> to understand the movie more. I guess you can talk more on this than I can. But I read that it shows in the Rise of Skywalker novel. It explains a little bit more about how Kylo Ren beat Rey in the Force Awakens. In that scene on Starkiller Base and that Chewbacca was firing at him when he killed Han out of vengeance and then he's physically weakened and emotionally compromised in his duel against Rey and that's his excuse for being I guess failing in that in that fight and the quote from the book says actually I have not forgotten that you shot me he's speaking to Chewbacca and he says that wound had resulted in a defeat of Ray's hands. Had he been in top fighting form, the scavenger never would have gotten the best of him. And this is a deleted scene from the movie of when he's interrogating Chewbacca. And it was actually in concept art. Yes, and it's a great, if I can dig a little bit into it, because I know more about it. Uh, yeah, they it. have a flashback of young Ben with Chewbacca. I don't know. Like it just puts more context on the Kylo character because when he's interrogating Chewbacca, it gives him flashbacks of being a young boy with Chewbacca. Oh, that's really Would you love to see that? Yeah, definitely. I, I don't know. Like just once again, man, like I said, these little, these little things that were in the book, man, just really, really make me upset. So I would have loved to see them in the movie. Um, It just gives characters more context. And I think something that we got lackluster in the sequel trilogy was very, very good character development with all the characters. Um, I don't think we fleshed out the characters enough uh, in the newer movies, in in my opinion. Um, And I I actually, I I watched Rise of Skywalker the other day. I have it on on digital now. Um, Yeah. And I feel so cheated when I watch it because we literally get like, what, two minutes with Ben Solo, uh, right? And he has no speaking lines. Like Doesn't once he thro- once he chucks his lightsaber and he talks to his memory, not a force ghost, not his memory of Han, 
he has no more speaking lines except a grunt when he land, you know, when he dives down into the Exegol, uh, you know, and fights, you know, the Knights of Ren and stuff. But like, I don't know, like, uh, I think I would have loved to see just the, and my, and my, and that comes back to that flashback. If you show like a flashback of him as young Ben, and I, I know we have the comics and stuff, but like putting it more into context in the movie, cause this is what I'm going to watch a hundred times. And this is what I said on my podcast. I'm not going to read the book a hundred times. Okay. I'm going to watch the movie a hundred times, 200 times, 300 times. Mm-hmm. Right. So these little things that spice the movie up and just give the characters just more development. I don't know, man, just makes a richer movie in my opinion. Right. And I think that's been the, <laughs> the problem with um, not just star Wars movies, but a lot of movies recently is that, the, you know, everything's kind of switching and focusing more on television these days and television yeah. is a very character based medium where you have a long periods of time yes. to get to know everybody and, Story uh, movies have been really focusing mainly on the story, but a story is no fun if you can't really connect with somebody. And the Rise of Skywalker was this brand new story about like finding this dagger, finding this uh, wayfinder, and it just it didn't fit, didn't make sense. You lost, you forgot who your characters were. Trying to figure out this new story, and it, it all ties together. And yeah, <laughs> it's it's complicated it's it's like a relationship why do you think people love the mandalorian when you can when you can stretch out the mandalorian because okay so one of our our listeners asked uh sif talkers do you want solo 2 or do you want solo on disney plus disney plus please give me eight episodes of solo after the solo movie absolutely flesh out the characters more show them on tatooine running jobs with jabba more with Darth Maul running the crime syndicate. You can flesh that out in a series, not in another hour and 45 minute movie or two hour movie. I can right? see, I can see the solo. If it was a series tying into the Mandalorian yes. the movie could tie into the rise of Skywalker. Yes. Like separating those two worlds. Does that make sense? I would love that. Like I said, when people ask me, you want another movie? I'd be like, well, I think I'd rather have eight, eight or ten episodes on Disney Plus. A lot of people are saying that now. Anyways, back to uh, Kylo Ren. <laughs> Kylo Ren. So basically, uh, more stuff we didn't see in the movie was in yeah. the book, and it it makes it makes sense. Uh, I kind of already that was my assumption when I saw that scene that. You know, he he wasn't beat by Ray because she was a Mary Sue. He was beat because he was just shot in the freaking lung and was probably suffering. Now, what was he shot by? The bowcaster. Exactly. And what does the bowcaster do that we saw earlier in the movie? He blows shit. Up. Okay, thank you, thank you. Like, I, I just want to point. I wanted to point that detailed out there. Like Ben, Kylo, whatever. He took a shot in the side by something that blows you up. Kylo's a Mary Sue, okay? <laughs> he can fucking take anything. Did you see him in The Rise of Skywalker fighting Rey on the Death Star Trench? He wasn't sweaty. He no. wasn't exhausted. He was no. just like, just not. Uh, oh, can, uh, can, 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 I talk, can I talk about that for one second? Yeah. Um, one of my favorite moments of the movie is when Rey comes out and after seeing Dark Rey and Kylo's there. And, you know, and he picks up and he crushes it and she's like, no. And, and she, and she lights her lightsaber. He doesn't. 
And the first part of the lightsaber battle with them is Kylo dodging, dodging, never lit his lightsaber. It's actually probably my favorite part of the lightsaber battle. That's just my, like I said, just my opinion. I absolutely love it. In that moment, to me, that's when the roles reversed. That's when Ray started tapping into the darkness and actually Kylo was calm. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and he was just like, I don't even need my lightsaber right now. You are way out of control. Yeah. Right. Ky- and and well, this is what yeah, I love right. about Kylo and the rise of Skywalker. He was now granted in the other two movies, right? Spoiled tantrums, blah, 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 blah. In this movie, you know, a certain point, he is really calm and collective, yeah. especially with Ray. That's what I'm saying. It seems like you can see the role reverse reversal and you can see it in the lightsaber battle. Like That's so true. And Ray at the end of it, I think she can feel it. That's why she gets down. She's down and she's feeling defeat and she's going, I'm angry. And she let her anger get the best of her, which ultimately why she lost the lightsaber battle. Are you sure you didn't write the novelization of the Rise of Skywalker? <laughs> <laughs> I look, man, I love it. Info. I love Star Wars. I love uh, that's just my opinion. No, I, that, I love that. That's, that's just great. how, like, when I watch the movie, that's just how I feel about it. I love Kylo, Kylo Ren is my favorite Star Wars character of the new trilogy. I love Ben Solo. That's why I wish we got more Ben Solo. And I think during that lightsaber battle, he. He starts as Kylo and he is Ben Solo at the end of it. Right. So I, 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 and everybody, I don't want Kylo redeemed. I wanted Kylo redeemed and I actually love the way they did it. Like you, you, you can only do what you could do with Leia because she, you know, you know, rest her soul, you know, love Carrie Fisher, uh, you know, rest in peace. Uh, you can only do so much. And I thought the poetic, of her giving her last force essence that actually depleted her to call out to Ben, right? Like that, cause that's what it was like. It was, and, and that's yeah. what it explains it in the novel. Like it, it was, it took all of her force essence, the last of her life essence to project that to Ben. And then she, and then she passed away but she wasn't gone and she was staying until Ben, right. Got, re- you know, finally got redeemed, you know, and right. did the unselfish thing with saving, uh, saving Ray at the end. Like I said, that's just poetically. And then they disappear. Yeah. Like I said, that is a poetic moment, right. <laughs> poetically in the same, <laughs> poetically in the same movie, you know, yeah. you didn't get that poetically from, that's what I'm saying. I guess that's what I'm saying. We can't go, well, we got this poetic moment in the force awakens and we can connect it here. Like you said, like it was a whole new story. It was like watching a brand new movie. Right. Honestly, you can honestly watch the force awakens and the rise of Skywalker and be probably just fine. You might be a little confused. What, Right. You would probably want to yeah. know what happened with Luke on the island, but yeah. he shows up as Force Ghost. That that um that whole sequence, um, the trench, the the Death Star, the fight, Leia dying is my favorite sequence of the movie. I've said it many times, but yes. uh that's the part I always think back on when I think of the Rise of Skywalker. 
but uh, there'll be more there'll be more stuff to come out about this book. I'm sure you know everything else. But yeah, I, and I okay. actually, yeah, and on to your point with Kylo, yeah. right? Uh, I love how he is portrayed as stronger than Ray in the Rise of Sky. He is. I mean, yeah. it's hands down. He is shown as more powerful and in control in the Rise of Skywalker than the Last Jedi, than the Force Awakens. Hundred percent. So. And I think that was a lot of people's problems was, well, how come Ben, Kylo, he's been trained by Luke Skywalker. He's had all these years of training. Uh, and then, right, Ray comes along and she's more powerful. Well, I think Jay, I, maybe J.J. did it on purpose. But, yeah, Kylo Ren is such a badass in this movie. He is the dominant Jedi, whatever you want to call him in the movie. I call him a Jedi because he's Ben Solo at the end of it. He is the dominant one out of the pair of them, even though they're equals right with the dyad but he was just yeah. shown as more powerful than ray in this movie 100 percent. I, I that's partially why i want to get get the book is so i can read a little bit more about you're gonna it. love you love all the all the extra stuff in it it does give you way more information the whole sequence at the beginning with palpatine it makes way more sense reading the book i can't wait so way more wait. sense you get your answers about Snoke. That's not like who Snoke. You get, you can, you, I mean, oh, I, really? I don't, I don't want to tell you. You will find out who Snoke is when you read the book. Hell yeah. So that's what I'm saying. And now it's probably going to, it might fall flat with you like it did with me, but yeah. um, you still get an explanation. And hey, that's fine as long as I get something. I don't know. Once again, you add, I think after you read the book and you remember us talking about it, with me, I'll just say this. If you just add a few more extra lines of dialogue in the yeah. movie, it goes a long way. 100%. That's all I'll say. <laughs> Before we move on to the next thing, I, w- I want to mention real quick to anyone who knows me, and you see me wearing this shirt and wondering why I'm wearing a Hawaiian shirt, because I don't yeah. normally wear this type of stuff. This is actually a Star Wars shirt. I don't know if you can see this, Lance. I like see him now. Well, now that you pointed him out, I see the sick. Death Star and the TIE Fighters, and that's awesome. <laughs> that's the only I couldn't I pull off a shirt, shirt like that. I, like, I'm, <laughs> I'm a t-shirt guy, but... Well, maybe if you it's awesome. just loosen some buttons, you'll be good. <laughs> some people might enjoy that. You know? <clears throat> Not going to say who. Anyway, so we talked about Kylo a little bit. Uh, the other real quick thing I wanted to say was like I'm sure you saw the Pod Racer game is coming to Switch. And, yes. Uh, PS4. PlayStation Four. Yes. Yes. I'm an Xbox guy, so it's kind of pissed <gasps> that it's not coming to Xbox. <laughs> oh, you're a PS guy. <laughs> I'm a place. I'm a Nintendo PlayStation guy through and through. Yeah. Um, and of course, since you sent me the outline, I'm going to do the nerd thing right now because oh. I mean, you see my room. Yeah. Check this out. Look at this. Everybody on YouTube. Oh, look yes. at this. So I had to do a little digging in my video games, but I keep all That's my amazing. Star Wars video games. And here is the sequel, uh, Racer's Revenge. Um, and then next to it, I had to share this. This is another racing game. Super Bombad oh Racing. Oh, my God. Yeah. So That's I had to amazing. share those. I remember trailers for that. Oh my yeah, gosh. I had to share those. And Lando did have the Nintendo 
<laughs> pod racing game. <laughs> you know, it's funny. You sent me that outline. I, I immediately turned my PlayStation on and looked for it. It's not out yeah. yet. <laughs> it's not out yet. That's hilarious. My, my girlfriend has a Switch, so I will be confiscating it once it does come out. So Lando over here, man, I'm, right, I'm old school, right? I grew up with Atari and the original Nintendo and stuff. So, man, I played yeah. pole position. I played F-Zero. Hey, all old school listeners, if you know what F-Zero is, hashtag F-Zero. Awesome racing game back in the day. <laughs> F-Zero. <laughs> That's great, dude. Uh, but I know I can't wait. We should we should try and figure out how to do um, some kind of like live stream of us playing a game oh my god that would be amazing <laughs> or just, just just let me come on and just listen to your commentary during it i'm sure it'll be, it'll be <laughs> we got one more thing before the main topic everybody i want to hear your thoughts on the new clone war season oh Wars, my god episode six i love it okay so i'll, I'll oh, try wait, to be real brief quick. there's oh, yeah. um Go ahead. we're recording this in advance guys so i know that episode seven's already out but this is gonna be our episode six review okay go ahead. okay all right so like i said you know i'm well, obviously if you're still listening you know i'm kind of long-winded here but uh i can <laughs> tell you, i could <laughs> i could talk star wars all day long all day long so um clone wars so first let me go over the first four the bad batch absolutely love it loved yeah. the bad batch uh arc story arc absolutely loved it okay so now we're on to the ahsoka story arc First episode, I was kind of like, nah, it's okay. Okay, so this last episode, uh, deal or no deal? Absolutely loved it. Absolutely loved it. Um, you know, I, I don't know. Can you guess my favorite part of this episode? Here, I'll, oh, I'll throw this out to you. Oh, what is it? I already know what it was. Come on. You, I know it you're going to guess It was the throwback to Return of the Jedi when Anakin's looking like a uh, force thinking that Ahsoka's there or whatever. Yes! You, you do! You nailed it! Dude, you <laughs> nailed it! That was mine it. too. That was mine too. You nailed it! Dude, he felt her in the ship. Who was on that ship? Nobody. <laughs> nobody. Was, yeah, nobody. Great. Yeah, yeah, dude. That was my absolutely favorite moment of, of the episode. Dude, you nailed it. Absolutely. That, was just, that, that made it so worth it because I really wasn't feeling these last two either. Uh, I was... I mean, I still loved it, but it was really slow. Kind of like, oh my god, it's kind of like we're backtracking as far as like build, we're building up to something, but it's like no idea what we're building up to. Still meeting new characters, yeah. So it's going to be slow, but it's a slow burn because you know where it's going to hit the fire soon. You know, I but do like. I I thought you would like appreciate all the Kessel stuff and the similarities cool. to Han dropping the spice, right? Uh, I was actually shocked that they brought that in because in my head i watch it and i'm like this is still like this is like a kid's show like and they no, no it was resistance i was thinking of the yeah. bar scene in resistance <laughs> never mind <laughs> <laughs> there's a bar scene in resistance and it was, it was a little intense but <laughs> i really like that show that show gets shit on by the way resistance? I, I i really enjoyed it i yeah. love resistance i really enjoy it the show gets shit on a lot but i'm I, almost, i'm three episodes from finishing it and i love nice it. nice nice and uh, we have confirmation. Uh, I'll spoil this. Uh, Kaz, the ship, was one of the ships at the end of the Rise of Sky. Oh, no way. That's He's amazing. There. Oh, my gosh. Possible. I'll have to go find ships that. Ships there. Right. So so that's cool. Uh, yeah. Clumsy. You're, you're kind of like Kaz. You know that? <laughs> <laughs> 
It's a good compare. Well, yeah, I'm a little lanky here. Yeah, you're right. I was, if I look like any Star Wars character, it's probably Cass. <laughs> hey, Cass is a good looking guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's plan of God. But like I said, and so did you, I mean, obviously you got to the part where, yeah, it, it ties into The Force Awakens and it shows General yeah. Hux's like speech. And like, yeah, as a planet gets, you know, his home planet gets like destroyed. Was it Hosnian, Hosnian Prime? So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, uh, good show. Yeah. Anybody who's listening, if you haven't watched Resistance, g- give it a chance. Please. Like, honestly, it's a is really it, good show. Is it over? Like, completely? Yeah, it's on Disney Plus. Yeah, it's completely over. Oh, okay. I, since yeah. I haven't finished, I wasn't sure if it was like going to be renewed or not. So. Yeah. I know all the Star Wars animated stuff's going to be over, like completely over, right? There's no Rebels, no Resistance. Clone Wars will be over here shortly for good. Good things come in small bundles. Yeah. Anyways. Anyway, <laughs> what else about um the, these Clone Wars? You know, what, where, do you, where do you think it's going to go? What do you think um, well, obviously, it? you know, we've seen the trailer. We've seen Darth Maul, right? Uh, I think we've wait. seen Ahsoka Can fighting Darth Maul in the trailer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we know this leads into Revenge of the Sith, Order 66. Yeah. So Lando over here, like like you, okay, we got through the Bad Batch, super cool. We, right, we had the Avengers of the Teenage, whatever you want to call them. I call them the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles of Star Wars, right? <laughs> so you had that, and it was a super cool storyline. Now we're getting what happened to Ahsoka, ah- Ahsoka, ah- Ahsoka, right after she walk down the, the, the steps at the Jedi Temple, right? Because this is immediately. So we're going to get this. And like I said, we just got to get through it. And I think the last four episodes is where all the juice is. This is this is when we're Revenge of the Sith time, Darth Maul, Ahsoka, how everything ties in. We're going to see different angles of Revenge of the Sith, oh, <laughs> which I'm oh, like super so excited about, right? It's going to be so great. So but it's only like... Um... Like what? Five, six more episodes left? Ah, uh, yeah. Like, there's only like ten, ten. Wait, uh, no. Is there twelve? I uh, know. I think there's. Four. I think it's twelve. Yeah, yeah. There's four. There's four. There's four episode arcs. So, like I said, we got oh, the Mad okay. Batch arc. We're gonna get the Soka arc with exactly what happened right after she left. Then the last four episodes will go into Revenge of the Sith. It's gonna hit so hard. <laughs> those are like I said. Those are the ones, and you know we're all craving those. And they just they they know right. Those yeah. are the ones like were, were, you know, they gave us Baby Yoda like right off the bat in the Mandalorian. <laughs> Clone Wars, a slow burn, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, I can't wait. So that's 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 the Clone Wars, guys. Tune in next week to see what we think about Episode Seven, and onward from there. So let's just go ahead and jump into this main topic. I think it's a really interesting um thought is you know what if disney did not buy star wars i normally don't do what ifs but i think this one is kind of uh it's on and off brand you know it's like business and creative um thinking so what if disney did not buy star wars so i'm we're gonna look at it from three different angles here we're gonna look at it from lucasfilm what it's what its state was before disney we're gonna look at lucasfilm's position after disney bought it and then also from the standpoint of okay if disney didn't buy lucasfilm then who would buy lucasfilm so we'll start with lucasfilm before disney george lucas still owns it and at the time before what they bought it in 2012 is that right 
So 2011, yes. they were talking about negotiations and stuff. Yeah. So before 2011, Clone Wars is still active. Yeah. Uh, prequel trilogy is done. There are tons of speculation that George Lucas was still considering developing episode seven, eight, nine. By <laughs> he <episode>. was. <laughs> yes. So there was some times that he would say there will never be a seven, eight, nine. And there was times that he was like, oh, we're developing 789. And there has been leaks of like old concepts of what they called the Neo Empire, which was George Lucas's idea for the the, the bad dark side uh, officers that were after post-Empire, kind of like Neo-Nazis. It was the Neo Empire or Neo Empire soldier trooper, something, I don't know, something like that. But there's there's stuff out there you can see and look at, guys. Check that out. But so with with talking about George Lucas developing his version of 789, I want to talk about what that would have possibly looked like and why it stopped or why he stopped even before Disney inquired about buying Lucasfilm. So for me, I know he did say that he was originally planning for May 2015 is when he was going to drop his episode seven if he continued on with it i think like he said we would have gotten to the microbiotic world you know midichlorians and shit <laughs> which we're actually <laughs> dealing with some midichlorian <laughs> pandemic right now they're attacking us and it's called the coronavirus oh boy um i i've for me at the time before disney bought star wars i was still a very big fan no podcast or anything but I did still have a very huge appreciation and respect for George Lucas since I guess I grew up as a kid with prequels. Uh, didn't see a problem with them at the time. And he was, has since been my my idol, my hero. So if he was going into it to direct it, create it, etc., I would have been completely on board. Would it have been good or not? I don't know. I don't know. You probably have a better memory of the whole uh, him developing this seven eight nine so what's your thoughts on it uh first off george lucas is my hero <laughs> look this guy so you gotta keep in mind right and obviously as a child you don't think about any of this stuff but as an adult you just look back on george lucas i mean the guy created effects in these movies that didn't exist so i i just want everybody to keep that in mind like when these original movies came out these special effects did exist now he did use some special effects uh the stop animation stuff that they used like in jason and the agronauts um right and stuff yeah. like that um at clash uh, clash of titans but he they he had to invent stuff george lucas guilty invented pixar invented skywalker sound invented helped you know special effects like Dolby. this that's what i'm saying like this guy and and obviously with people behind him invented the way movies are made today so with that said with that said there's a reason why lando over here at celebration three which was here in indianapolis waited in line (laughs) for like nine or ten hours just to be in the same room and watch george lucas get interviewed now granted i was in the back of the room i still had a chair but I yeah, stood in line for nine to 10 hours to watch him get interviewed. 
And I would stand, stand in line for 10 hours right now to see him up on stage for 15 minutes. Absolutely. Um, now, now, would the movies been good? Right? Because this is the big question. Right? Because people sh- shit all over the prequels. Right? People love the original trilogy, which, and they, they might say that his wife saved the original trilogy because she's the one who really edited A New Hope. Um, or I should say re-edited it mm-hmm. to make it what it is today. Um, you know, those films are beloved by everybody, and then you get to the prequels, and everybody shits on them. Okay, but now, 20 years later, people are finding a new appreciation for the prequels, which is nice. Um, but but I tell you, I still say, you know, what say you, all the haters, that is still, those prequels, that is blood, sweat, and tears, George Lucas, 100%. That is his, like, life and his soul right there. Um, So that's what he would have had to do for these new movies. And I've seen several interviews with him saying, I do not want to take 10 more years of my life to devote myself to do that again after he did the prequels. And all the backlash he got, I don't blame him, right? Uh, He... You know, he just had a new child and wanted to concentrate on family. And, you know, I completely understand. He, you're right, he prioritized his life and said, hey, everybody, I know everybody wants Star Wars. I've been developing Star Wars, but I got to put my family first, which he did. And he thought he was doing the right, I don't want to say thought, he thought he was doing the right thing by giving it to Disney because I think he thought he was still going to have creative control somehow. I do too. I think he thought they were going to use his scripts and his yeah. ideas, and he was going to help make the new movies. That didn't happen. Like I said, there are some interviews out there you can watch with George Lucas. The Charlie Rose one is great. Um, yeah. Oh, because that's him being completely honest after yeah. he sold uh, Star Wars and Lucasfilm. But you, Han, you're right. Like the scripts were midi chlorian based. Uh, he wanted to dive into the Force. And the wills, uh, you should, you know, the wills, right? From Rebels, mm-hmm. from the animated series. So if you don't know, if you're listening, you don't know the, the wills, basically the wills are the force. And he wanted to deep dive into that and that aspect. And I've actually, I looked up some stuff. He actually wanted to make it clear that the wills were in control of the force they willed the force and they actually used people as vessels to control the force. Like I said, I dug into it and I was like, wow, this is getting like real deep. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I was like, George. Okay. Like, right. I'm like, all right, George, like <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, all and right, I think, man. <laughs> I think it's a fascinating idea. I think this stems from his studies into anthropology, which is yes. what he considered before. And I think it would have, it would have made to become a very, it would have had fun and adventure in it, but I think this would have been one of the most maturest and theoretical trilogies in Star Wars. And I, what I mean by that is like, if you're taking a music class, um, you can take introduction to music, which is like, it's the prequels. And then you can take a, a little bit more advanced course, which is the original trilogy. But if you just want to study the theory, you're going to watch Seven, eight, and nine. <laughs> well, you're that's no, a, that's a good comparison. It's music theory. It's yeah. it's Star Wars theory. Yeah, and I think that would have been would not have been liked in the majority. Uh, no, but, I, I but think 
I think but, it but but he still had he did take some stuff from the expanded universe because I I researched that he still had a story where Luke's pupil turned on him where we were gonna follow uh, a brother and sister mm-hmm. right from the Skywalker family line mm-hmm. and but it was gonna be right it was gonna be all about them right the next generation but still yeah. it, still having to do with digging into the wills and the midi-chlorians and getting more explanation about the force. So, and he uh, had a female lead, but that Kira. was Kira. Yeah. Uh, it's my dog's name. So, Oh yeah. So, and that's I name, I name so uh, I have three I have three dogs. Uh, I have a female husky. Her name is Kira. Yep, K I R A. Yeah. Well, I have no dogs and <laughs> I wish I had one. <laughs> if I did, I w- I'm going to name my dog Snipped. Snip. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. So I have a female German shepherd. Her name yeah. is Jaina. And Jaina is from the expanded universe, which is Han yeah. and Leia's daughter. So, which is funny, oh, right? Funny. I have Kira and I have Jaina. So. <laughs> What's the other one? Uh, well, the other one is I have a uh, male husky and his name is Brady. So. Where does that come from? Uh, that comes from Tom Brady, but now he's in Tampa. <laughs> <laughs> so. So there you go. I can't tie that into Star Wars any way, shape, or form. <laughs> well, if, unless he starts working for Disney, well, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so before we talk about whatever the fuck Disney has planned for George Lucas's child, I want to I want to talk about who else would have had the potential to buy it. The easy answer, if not Disney, it would have been Fox. Um, not because they they could afford it, but because they were the original distributors and original studio that backed the movie. And then after, since Empire has distributed up until Disney bought it. And George had a good relationship with um, who whoever was the head of the studio at the time. Uh, Alan somebody, yeah. Alan somebody. And had actually considered selling it to them after the empire strikes back due to financial stress. And it wasn't because he wanted to take the easy way out, but he had a divorce. He had, he had children. He was, you know, it was big responsibilities funding these things himself and it was just getting to him. still a very wealthy man. But when you're putting that much money into a project that you're really not sure is going to work out, it's understandable. But he did it. He finished it. So I think it was always going to be Disney, considering his relationship and how big of a shareholder he is. But if it wasn't, I think it would have been Fox. Yeah, I, I, I have to completely agree with you. And and like you said, you do know um, Fox, uh, 20th Century Fox, they own the distributing rights to A New Hope. No one else did, mm-hmm. right? So that movie was actually separate from all the other Star Wars right. movies, right? Because um, they still own the rights to it. Uh, quick little fact, like I said, I did, I did some research. Yeah. So when George Lucas signed the documents, yep, $2.2 billion in cash, $1.8 billion in Disney stock, like you, like you were saying. That's so the guy owns $1.8 billion <laughs> in stock at Disney. I mean, good Lord. I mean, that's, yeah, it's absolutely crazy. You know, yeah, such, such a smart move too in, in that negotiation because he kind of yeah. got more than 
he should have. Not only did he get that that cash from it, but now he he has that that share in Disney, which is, I guess it's a pretty good deal, you know. At least uh, considering the time that they they were, were building up to in their last year in 2019, which is pretty intense too. But I think if if George Lucas had not had sold it to either Fox or Disney, and let's say George Lucas passed away, which is never going to happen because we're going to fight <laughs> to keep him alive forever. We're going to put him in carbon carbon freezing. <laughs> or we'll just pass his body out into a Snoke, or his mind into a Snoke. <laughs> but I think if he hadn't sold it to anybody, and he just passed away of natural causes, or he just became one with the Force, I don't think we would ever see another Star Wars movie ep- episodic based ever because he in, let's see, when was it? I wrote t- 2008 in his will, so to speak. He told, he left instructions for Lucasfilm uh, on what to do in like his absence or something. He was very explicit saying that he wished they would not make any more Star Wars movies. Now that's just a wish. That's not con- contract or anything. You know, it, it would be, respecting his wishes if they followed through with that and they could they could have they could not have you know if it was me i wouldn't do that i wouldn't make another movie in like episode seven wise i'd still make a movie but that's something interesting to think about too because he really didn't want to sell it first in in the early 2000s you know and if it wasn't him it wasn't going to be anybody no, he spent the majority of the 2000s on his live. Dude, okay, I was at Celebration 3. I told you, I saw George Lucas being interviewed. And when, so Revenge of the Sith was at um, 2004? Was that it? Five. Two, I'm looking at my poster. 2005. <laughs> Two, so, I was like, Two, 2005. Oh, you looking at George. George? Yeah. George. <laughs> <laughs> He's standing right behind your webcam. <laughs> um, okay, so 2005. At the convention, went and saw George Lucas. He told all of us there that, yeah, there wouldn't be any more movies. That this was it. But we were getting a live action Star Wars show and it was in development and it would be out in the latter part of the 2000s. He announced that to us at the celebration. And of course everybody went ape shit. So why does no one talk about that anymore? The underworld? Is that what yeah, you're did you did you see the rough cut of the test footage of it? I did, yeah. I yeah. did. I you know it is what it, it is what it is, but like it that's test footage. Yeah, that's what he was working on. Like in after Revenge of the Sith, he wanted to do a live action Star Wars show for us, but and it never, never if, happened. If I'm wrong, correctly, but I think he said it was supposed to tie in with that 1313 video game that was supposed to. Be <laughs> yeah, to. once again, that that they made, that's finished, that's done, but they're not gonna, yeah, they're not gonna, not gonna release it. <laughs> uh, but apparently, it was like groundbreaking too, right? They were using this new game engine and uh, the Unreal Engine, and it was supposed to be like have all this new uh, groundbreaking things in it and it just didn't and it had Boba Fett <sighs> yes I, I'm I look I, I'm a video game nerd over here too and I like some MMO because I play Destiny I, I don't do like the computer MMOs but like I like a Destiny type game that's like part MMO part you know first person shooter and just imagining having a Star Wars game uh, that's on not just PC because there is PC like Star Wars Galaxies uh, but yeah. if you give me like a PlayStation 4 or an Xbox One game where you kind of 
Elder Scrolls or you, it's an open world Star Wars game. Holy shit. Right. Where you land in on Coruscant. I land in on Coruscant and I'm like, Han, where are we going today? What are we doing? What are we going to do? Right. And we go do our mission together right in an open Star Wars world. Come on. I, yeah. It's it's a no brainer. My I mean, because I Grand Theft Auto, uh, Red Dead Redemption. I, I played both of those games, and uh, you put that in the Star Wars realm. Oh man, come on! Everybody and their mom would buy it because people are still playing Battlefront, you know. And I'm not a big yeah. fan of Battlefront game, so I wasn't either. It, it, but it's it's a matter of time, and we'll get leaked footage of what that game was to look like. So just wait. <sighs> I'm hope sure so. someone's gonna drop something. I'm shocked that. Underworld stuff came out. I don't know how that dropped. And the theory is that it was Disney themselves or Lucasfilm themselves. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. But uh, yeah. But anyways, but yeah, back to your original question. Well, no, that's good. Because that's what I think also the future would have been if if he didn't sell to anybody. He would have built, we have the MCU. He would have done a Star Wars U. He would have done that through video game. Yeah. So if you want to say anything about George Lucas, he was kind of ahead of the game. He was going to exactly. do a live action series where he could flesh out characters. And he, he was very adamant. It, mm-hmm. it would have been characters we've never seen, right? And it would have been new stories, new adventures, new uh, environments. That was, what, that was something that George Lucas really frowned on with the sequel trilogy of what we got in the media with George Lucas was, well, the new movies are meh. We don't see any new new technology. We don't see any new, you know, new nothing. And George Lucas really prided himself off of, of that with Star Wars when he made the prequels. Like I said, right. you can shit all over Jar Jar Binks. Jar Jar Binks technology, <laughs> like, didn't exist. Yeah. Like, uh, people, people, in 1977, well, no, it was 76 when he was filming these movies, he had, they had to make it up and make it work. In the year 1998, when he's filming The Phantom Menace, he had to make it work and make it up, make up the technology again. Right. Right? And, like, it's it's funny to think that <laughs> somehow you know Disney figured out what he was doing before they asked if they could buy it. Because oh, yeah. why else would they come in and take over right when it's set? It sounds like Lucasfilm was about to break out into the stuff in, like, 2011, 2012. They would have announced, "Hey, episode seven's coming in 2015." Or, "Hey, here's the game. Here's the something." Because George said they had like 50 episodes of Underworld mm-hmm. or something. Yep. It sounds like right when they were about to announce, "Hey, Lucasfilm is restarting. We're we're starting this next year off strong." Disney was like, "Hey, we'd like to buy you," you know. And so it's like they knew what was happening before, and they wanted to jump in and I guess steal the glory. And but they didn't they didn't continue anything that they had already started, which is what blows my mind you had everything ready all these great artists and and technology that was ready to go and i i agree with you so imagine like i said i I think greed and just i don't know power comes into play but yeah like just imagine they sign george lucas signs over and they take george lucas scripts they make seven eight nine then disney go ahead and make your slur of star wars movies that you write that do you luminous you yeah yeah like you can't fuck up luke skywalker like you can't fuck up luke skywalker in the like mm. in the last jedi you can't fuck him up because you're gonna make george and that was the thing dude like i told you george lucas's version had a pupil betray him he goes into isolation like yoda 
but it probably wouldn't have been handled the same way. Yeah, speaking, did you see the concept of Luke's yeah. on the island before Disney's? Yeah. The huge, like, floating dome thing, so cool. I I, you know, like I said, and once again, once again, everybody, I absolutely love these sequel movies. Now, the the last Jedi is my least favorite, but I love the rise of Skywalker. I love the force awakens. Uh, I do love the last Jedi, just not what they did with Luke Skywalker. But when I hear like these other stories, this duel of the fates, Colin Trevorrow script, I just go, wow, this is a very original story with original ideas and it would have actually continued the story from the last Jedi. Yeah. Which Some, somebody animated it and put it on YouTube. Oh, I have to find that. The Colin Trevorrow script. It's like, it's more of a, a goofy version, but they, they made the, the full story in animation. It's great. I was wondering if that cute. was going to happen. So um, I'll find the link and send it to you. It was like awesome. the, the Trevorrow dual of fates animated version. And, and once again, I don't want to, like I said, shit on, you know, the, the sequel trilogy. Cause I do, I absolutely love it. I absolutely love it. Um, every time I see Han Solo and Chewbacca walk in and say, Chew your home. Like I literally get like goosebumps. Uh, right. <laughs> the, you know, no, I, I do. No, that's what's so, you know, it's so stupid. Like I've, uh, I'm a 42, I'm 42, right? I'm watching the rise of Skywalker. No, dude, I've seen this movie now like six or seven times. The first time I see Lando Calrissian, I get goosebumps because in my head I'm going, the last time I seen him was Return of the Jedi. So it's just it just gives me the feelies. Like every yeah. time I see Lando Calrissian for the first time, I'm just like, it's Lando. It's Lando. He's back. So it. and like I said, I, I'm and where me and my brother, because once again, my, my brother, he's 10 years younger than me. He hates the movie. Like, we completely differ. Like, our opinions are completely separate about The Rise of Skywalker. He thinks it's a bunch of fan service bullshit, which that fan service just spoon-feeds Lando over here because I absolutely loved it. So Disney bought Star Wars. There's no turning back. This happened. They've made... That's it, man. Something like $5.6 billion already off of what they, their investment was, which... Uh, pretty much matches what they did to Ooh, I have a fact uh, that I researched. Um, it yeah. took Disney six years to recap the $4 billion. That's insane. There you go. So, I mean, they did it. Took a while. They did it. But mm-hmm. they maybe they could have made more if George Lucas was involved creatively, you know. And let but, people know he was involved. Yes, 100%. And uh, there, it's Kathleen Kennedy was ahead, you know, handpicked by George. Uh, there's you know, rumors now that she'll be kicked out because of the new CEO at Disney. Um, I have no thoughts on that. I don't know. It could happen. It could not. Have you thought about that at all? I, I, you know, I, I, I guess I have like mis, mixed uh, feelings about, about all this. Cause like, yeah, when George steps down, he basically handed the reins over to Kathleen Kennedy and you can see uh, behind the scene footage of Kathleen Kennedy on the set of the original star Wars movie. So she has been with him. Yeah the entire time and you would think somebody that's been with George and knows like his eccentric ways and kind of the way he thinks you know what I'm saying that's why people shit all over like Rick McCullen I don't, I don't know why uh he, <laughs> people shit all over this guy fuck you Rick because <laughs> he was like his right hand man during the prequels right, right. but Rick McCullen <laughs> knows how George Lucas thinks the way he's going to react to something like it's like having two George Lucases and 
it kind of bothers me in a way that like Kathleen Kennedy took over Lucasfilm. It was just like, eh, I'm really not going to consider the way George Lucas would think about anything when it comes to these new movies. Cause she didn't George Lucas would not made a, a rehash of a new hope. It, it, the force awakens the storyline is a rehash of a new hope with new elements sprinkled in. Once again, I absolutely love this movie, but the, the storyline's not original, right? It's just, it's just not. So, Kathleen Kennedy, like I said, Disney just said, George, you signed. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> See you later. But, but, but I got, I got, I got this, you know, I got the, I got, you know, the, the script, uh, you know, the, the wills, uh, George, you signed wills here. Hold on. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's just, and, and like uh, Kathy, think- Kathy, Kathy, you, you're going to back me up. Sorry, Georgia. It's a Disney meeting. <laughs> Hold on, I'm gonna call Rick, and we're gonna we're gonna make it all. <laughs> Where's Rick? First McCall? of all, first of all, what happened to Rick McCall? He just kind of disappeared. It's gone. He, he got shit on. He got, he got shit on a lot with George. I mean, he got shit on a lot with George Lucas, and he actually, for all the Han Talk first fans, um, uh, like I, said, I know we're going. I apologize. I know we're going. I have like lots no, no, of stories, but. Um, he is responsible for one of Lando's favorite Star Wars moments in my life. Rick oh, McCollin yeah, is responsible. Yeah, share that story. Okay, so, all right, so this is at Celebration 3. And me and my buddy, uh, Ross, you know, we just went to the, and we didn't even know, like, this is what it was. It was just a pan, it was just uh, a room in the convention center, and it was with Rick McCollin, where you could, he was doing a question and answer, where you could just go in there and do question and answer. And it was a half hour time slot. So we go in the room, Rick comes out, and it's like this little small room. I don't know, maybe 40, 50 people in it, max. And he goes, hey, everybody, um, does everybody want to see uh, 10 minutes of Revenge of the Sith footage? <laughs> We're just like, what? <laughs> We're like, yeah. So he shows us a 10-minute reel. And all it is is showing, like, scenes really fast, but, like, 10 minutes worth. Uh, it was it was absolutely amazing. And we all went ape shit. And it showed the scene where Yoda caught the, the Senate pod and and started turning it and threw it back at the Emperor. Oh, we went. I mean, no one saw it. No, we are the only imagine. people. Like, and it, this was back in 2005, and it wasn't all over the internet. We are the only people who saw this footage. So, like, that was amazing. And he sh- right, this footage is done. We're going ape shit. And then we do the question and answering. And, you know, everybody's, you know, Rick, blah, 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 Rick about this, Rick about that. And then one guy gets up and he says, Rick, can you show us that footage again? And Rick McCollin, he looks at his watch and he goes, well, there's about 10 minutes left that I have with you guys. He goes, look, it's up to you guys. Do you guys want to ask me 10 minutes more of questions or do you guys want to watch the footage again? He goes, but it's up to everybody. Everybody goes footage. (laughs) And like, so he basically scrapped his Q and a and he, and we all did that. And he was just like, and before he put the footage footage on, he, he told us, he goes, he goes, Hey guys, he goes, this is what I love about star Wars. And he goes, this is what I love about star Wars fans. He was just like, he goes, this is why star Wars is what it is. And he goes, here you guys go again. And he played the footage again. The last time we all went fucking ape shit crazy. <laughs> and, you know, just for somebody to, give up his you know because he could have been like well you know no this is like question time i want you to know more 
I want you guys to know more about me. No, he like gave that up to give us what we wanted and watch the footage again for 10 more minutes. That's And like I say, I'm so Rick McCollin single-handedly responsible for one of my favorite Star Wars moments in my life. And that I will never, ever forget that moment. So That's such a, such a humble, sweet story, you know, and I like, he doesn't get that much love. So it's really nice no. to hear, you know, like I said, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, really, I'm like, talk about it. I get really, really excited because I wish I could just really relive that feel. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know, there's just certain moments in your life. You just wish you can like relive. And, you know, like I said, when you go through uh, the old look, the Star Wars, the bah, and the letters. Go. Every time I see that in a movie theater, I get chills. I get goosebumps. And I think I'm afraid I'm never going to feel that feel. I think I went and saw the rise of Skywalker an extra time just so I could just feel that, feeling, that right. feeling at the very beginning of the movie with the duh and the letters going. I, I that's I, I just, I live for like those kind of moments with star Wars. Like you, you don't get these, like it's had to commit. You don't get these moments. Like you, they just don't happen all the time. That's why people are just like, Dude, it's only a movie. I'm just like, well, but it gives me like these moments in my life that I'm excited about and that make me like a little child, you know, and yeah, man, I want to I want to feel that excitement and that joy. And that's what Star Wars does for me. Right. So I have a Star Wars podcast. I love it. <laughs> Speaking of that, uh, I want to jump on that. The um, this is this will be the last thing I want to say about George yeah. Lucas in future Star Wars. But if. You know, why do you think this is something he created, something he loved, something he had a huge passion for that he really wanted to finish? Why? Why did he let it go? Oh, man, that's t- like I said, it's so tough. Like, you know, I mean, we all know he was upset about it. Like, it, yes, it was hard. We know it was really hard for him. You watch that video. Watch that video. After he signs his name, look at the look on his face. You would think that. His children just died. Right. Uh, no. And all I'm thinking is, George, this is your, you just signed your life. Like, this is your life. Like, is Star Wars. And you just signed it away. And if you don't think he looks upset, look at the guy next to him. He has the biggest smile on his face. Yes. And in dynamic with how sad and he looks or just like traumatized <laughs> he it, it i'm serious it looks like somebody came up to his child and sh- sh- shot his child right in front of him i mean his i'm serious like i mean i'm not crazy his his whole essence just like completely died uh and that's that's not even the point where he found out he wasn't involved creative no he still thought at the time in that yes photo that he was going to be helping so i can only imagine how much worse it was when they found out they just Threw it all away. I, 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 and I can't imagine being the fucking CEO or whoever's decision of it, being, being that suit, because that's all it is. Your suit at Disney, being that guy. And if it was Bob Iger, whatever, being that guy to tell George Lucas, hey man, thanks for giving us your company. Um, yeah, when, 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 when can I uh, come in and start, uh, you know, con- consulting about the ideas? Well, George. We're really going to go into like, like, like you're the guy that like had to make that decision to be like, Hey, George is out. After I think they had discussions about his ideas and him probably being a consultant and this, because you hear about that. I think that is true. 
maybe it should be in the maybe it should have been more in the contract mm-hmm. maybe and maybe that was one of the stipulations george we'll use your we can't put it in the contract no, don't worry we'll, we'll use you as a consultant that's exactly what happened <sighs> uh, i have i have the book here i should have found a passage from it but um in the ride of a lifetime book he talks about how uh, bob Iger, when he was making the deal with lucas said that he would you know george was saying he wants to make sure that like you know he had help with it or whatever and they said okay yeah that's fine but we'll do that on a handshake agreement but in the contract Uh, it has to state that you're only there for consulting and that's that means that we'll use your stuff and then when after they signed bob Iger says in his book he was like well i thought i made it clear to him but it turns out i didn't so like they knew what they were doing yeah that's that's shady yeah that's super shady the other reason why i think that he sold um in no way at all was it because of money, but no. because of how people treated him for yes, the, the prequels. prequels. And that definitely took a toll on him. Look at and Jake Lloyd. I hate to bring that yeah. up, but yeah, scarred him for right. life. <laughs> no, it's scarred, dude, playing Anakin Skywalker. And, and you and you go and you watch that. Um, that's uh, And I, I brought up in the podcast, the, the Rise of Skywalker documentary on the digital download was amazing. Not my favorite documentary. The Phantom Menace one is probably one of my favorite documentaries. And you see him get the, you see Jake Lloyd, get the job, beat out the other kids and this and that. And he's excited. And then you've come to find out this movie ruined his life. Right. It's crazy. Sorry. Sorry. Just anyways. No. And and I, I think, I think he holds himself responsible, even though he doesn't need to. But for Ahmed Best, how he was treated, treated I think like he feels crap. responsible for all of it. And he uh, he definitely supports those people. He uh, Ahmed was saying how George was telling him, like, you know, um, he would, like, contact him every so often and tell him, like, you know, at a certain point it'll be over. People forget about it. And they stayed in touch. So he's a very supportive guy. Uh, it, it's true. I told you. We've heard – we've mentioned the story on our podcast. Me and my brother went to the Chicago celebration. We were at the 20 – the Phantom Menace panel. Dude, Ahmed Best came out. He got a standing ovation. And right. he even told us. He, he really appreciated all the love he is getting now for it because people are appreciating the prequels a lot more now. Before we head out, um, everyone, make sure you go check out Sid Talker's channel and give him a follow, give him a listen to any other any other episodes you like. I would start at the beginning, like I did. Oh, no. It's and, terrible. Oh, the no, beginning's those, terrible. Those are classic episodes, man. <laughs> Some of the funniest stuff in there. As you guys are like, learning, like <laughs> figuring out your segments and stuff, I, I loved it. But uh, any, any episode's great. I mean, listen to the Rise of Skywalker review. Uh, Lando looks at things differently than I do, uh, especially that scene in uh, T. Ross with on the trench when they were first fighting and uh, the lightsaber dodging and stuff like that. You know, it's amazing. It's, but yeah, please go check them out. Do you have anything you want to tell anybody? Maybe give them where they can find yourself. Yeah. So like I said, follow, uh, you know, check out Sif Talkers. We are on all the podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Um, we are on YouTube. Also, too, so check out our YouTube channel. We do film me and my brother talking. Sometimes it's just me. Uh, next I will week, leave a link. Yay! So yeah, I mean, so, uh, next week we're actually doing a. I'm doing a what if episode. I like to try to do a monthly what if, and I just take a what if scenario, and it's the main topic of the episode. Those are always a lot of fun uh, do you to know what do. It is this month, I do not yet. 
No. I've not decided. Because, right, so, okay, so I'll pull the curtain back uh, for Civ Talkers. We, I record, we record on Saturdays because I do everything. So I record, I edit, I do everything, and then I leave my Sundays. Man, I don't do nothing. And then Monday morning comes, it's what Civ Talkers going to be next week, right? It's, <laughs> it's, it's the Civ Talkers grind of what everything's going to be. So I haven't really thought about, um, because like, like he, uh, Han mentioned, there's segments in our show, like our newer segments. Like, so when you listen to, if you do go back and listen to, there's different segments now than what there were, but we do fun new segments where me and my brother face off, where we both do impressions and you tell us who does it better. Or I, right now I were doing movie quotes with Jar Jar. Jar Jar comes on. He says a movie quote as Jar Jar. And then you have to guess what the movie quote is. Uh, past segments were, I used to do, uh, encyclopedia character facts i have star wars encyclopedias and i would always pick a character and let, tell you about characters and you have you it used? too oh that's it oh, <laughs> no <my>. way <laughs> all right look look yes there it is there's the yes look that's at amazing. that that's a that's awesome that that is awesome I, that's amazing it, it wasn't until i forgot to tell you last time it wasn't until um like recently I just got this book and I was looking through it and I was like, you know, some of these pictures look familiar. (laughs) (laughs) If you go to, if you go to my Instagram now, look, there's almost a thousand posts on my Instagram, (laughs) but there are the pictures of the star Wars characters throughout it. And you can see them. Um, And it's, you have to listen to the episode to get the description of the character, but like uh, it's, it's fun. Like I said, there's, it's fun segments. Uh, there was there used to be a joke of the week, and it was uh, a robot three P O O. He would do it. Um, we haven't done that in a, in a long. Like I so we kind of we have new newer segments that we're just doing now. They're better for you for the YouTube platform. That's what I'm saying. Like you're on YouTube, I gotta. It's crazy because when I do my podcast, you gotta like think about <laughs> YouTube people, and you have to think think about audio listeners. So exactly. So it's it's a crazy, but yeah, check us out. Like I said, we are definitely not your traditional podcast. We don't always go over the latest news and latest things. Like I said, out of the box, Dick Time with Lando, movie quotes with Jar Jar. <laughs> uh, we, me and my brother, do skits uh, where we have Watto and his brother, and there's a new character called Keto who's been on the skits uh, lately. We did sometimes we usually do those at the end. I always put outtakes at the end of the episode, so. Uh, funny moments like throughout that I edit out or stuff that at, that's at the beginning. Uh, look, I, I don't want to say this is super funny because last week I put an outtake where I started singing a Queen song and 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 then my brother was just like, well, hey, I, I do a little dance every time I sing this song and he does it on the camera <laughs> and he goes and, 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 and he goes, thank God you're not recording. And I go, well, I still am. <laughs> so, you know, sometimes I catch really, really funny stuff and I put it at the end. Um so yeah, you know, like I said, we're we're just trying to have fun. We're, we try to be entertaining. Um, we're not your serious Star Wars podcast, but we just try to have fun and have a good time. Just try to be something different. And yeah, so check us out. Uh, at, it's at Sif Talkers on Instagram, on the Twitter, on Facebook. Shoot me an email at SifTalkers at gmail.com. Check us out. There you go. That's kind of like I would plug be, it on my podcast. <laughs> I will be supporting you guys as long as i can so yeah guys go check them out and thank you all for listening so much this was what if disney did not buy star wars and some other topics too but thanks for listening 
Look uh, for Han Talks First social media too. Everything's at Han Talks First, either Han Talks First or Han Talks First Podcast. And uh, we also, obviously, are on YouTube now too. This is our second recorded video featuring Lando. So thank you guys for watching. Check out the podcast on Spotify and Apple Music. And now, somehow, someway, somewhere this week, may the force be with you. Always.